Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another Bald Move Television, where the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. I'm Jim. And I'm Cecily. And today we're going to be talking about a variety of things, two things. We're going to be talking about uh, wrapping up The Boys, Amazon's new kind of uh, breakout hit about superheroes behaving badly. And then Cecily and I are going to wrap up uh, season three of Harlots in that order. We have we saw the first four episodes. We talked about that last week. We've now seen the final four episodes. It's been a wild fucking ride for me with mm-hmm. the boys. I really enjoyed it. I am looking forward to next season. Um, what do you think, Jim? Uh, I was less enamored with the last half of this, although I think that homelander alone makes this series worth watching because he's so fucking good uh but i felt like it got a little soap opery it got a little over the top toward the end uh they introduced the the baby stuff and i'm like oh boy uh but yeah i I mostly enjoyed also i will confess to like mostly background watching the last half of the season Mm. so there's a lot of it i don't remember a ton of it there's a lot of intricate stuff and i don't know how much that it would impact your enjoyment. I feel like I did it a disservice by doing that, but yeah, I feel like the story it. was mostly mostly just about oh, what is her name, Elizabeth Shue's character's name, mm-hmm. and Homelander. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked this season or the show a lot. I don't have really a negative take on that. Um, my favorite movie growing up was The Usual Suspects. Hmm. It's a movie that it was a twist that really just blew my mind, and I hadn't really seen that many adult films yet. Um, and, and yet f- you're married to Aaron. Well, he How changed my happen? mind about it. Uh, Once, okay, you know wow. my, and that was young, so uh, my opinion kind of evolved. I was like, yeah, you know, that is kind of lazy storytelling. And <laughs> in, I mean, it's like proactively lazy. Like you're doing a lot of work to not have to do this other thing mm-hmm. to. to hide who the killer is I think this show ended up there because at the very beginning I as soon as we saw that his uh, butcher's wife was still alive or hadn't died that anyone could tell I knew she was going to be alive in the end because Hmm. why wouldn't she be however in the later seasons they show a baby claw its way out of her and kill her like they Uh show this guy telling Homelander that that happened and they show it through his memories. And I just feel like that's the same kind of lying that the usual suspects did to get you to look another way. So that the very end, when you see she is still alive, it's a big surprise. Yeah. The only thing is the final episode. And I, I agree with that analysis, but I I need to go back. There's a couple scenes I need to rewatch because the thing that might save it for me, because uh, when you pointed it out, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's kind of true, is that Homelander is kind of investigating this himself. And the final scene of the show implies that he detected an inconsistency between their stories and knew that they were lying. Uh, and I wonder, like, I'm okay with it if they do the visuals and they're they're visualizing this guy's quote unquote memories. If you could, as an audience member, synthesize those two stories and see those discrepancies yourself, because then if you're clever enough and you're in Homelander's POV, it'd be like if if Kevin Spacey had some tells, mm-hmm. 
that there was lying or there like there was. Well, didn't or, you see the bottom of the coffee cup? Or if he was talking <laughs> to Kevin Spacey and Benicio del Toro, mm-hmm. and he, he the, the the investigator could detect the the differences in the stories, because then it's like you know then you're you're in the role of an investigator too. You're in the role of I guess home, fucked up role of Homelander. But I don't know because you're right. If they just showed, and I think they could have also done like made it clear that this was this guy's story or memory by maybe having a different color filter on that footage or maybe make it look kind of do the hazy frame like a there's some kind of cinematic technique that says this isn't the actual unvarnished truth this is unreliable narrator type thing Mm -hmm. because otherwise yeah it Mm -hmm. does seem like they just straight up lied to you and then ooh, what a twist yeah i guess i guess so if they had shot it i mean it's just that's that's how visual storytelling is supposed to work it's shot like a memory in the same in the right color and aspect ratio you know if it were like memento and we're meant to question the memories and it'll be at a camera angled tilt or sepia tone or black and white or something like that and then you can really question whether or not it's real it just felt like it i don't know i agree with you i guess having not seen the usual suspects i'm translating all this as uh yeah just just like a very daytime TV soap opera, like dramatic reveal for the sake of dramatic reveal, kind of, you know, disguising information, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I guess that is what Usual Suspects does. Uh, yeah, and those are the things that annoy me about it. I think there are a lot of really good things about it, though. Uh, I was fascinated by the geopolitical stuff um, when it comes to these heroes, these soups. Um, like, they're sort of strong arming of the governments um was fascinating to me homelander's relationship with elizabeth shoe's character fascinating uh yeah dark mm-hmm. uh weird uh perverted all of those things look, it look, was super I, interesting i want to drill into that that's a little not bit. been overused I want to yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot. I, I want to drill in a little bit. Also, by the way, like I think we've already got into little spoilers, but we're going to spoil the shit out of oh, yeah. all this stuff. So <laughs> if you don't like, uh, if, if you're not into um, the boys or or harlots, uh, we'll see you uh, next time. Um, so why do you think? When do you think Homelander found out about his child? Because I was very puzzled by his fixation with Elizabeth Shue and the jealousy he had of the baby and all that. And and then I started thinking, if he knew that he had a son that was taken from him for some bullshit reason, and then she has this child that he was denied, I could see him being fixated on that. But I, I, I don't know if the timeline hooks no, up No, they don't that. play it like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can see what you're saying. Like that would make a lot of sense for that character, but the yeah, the timeline doesn't work out. The, I, when he finds out, I think he's finding out for the first time. Is is Elizabeth Shue's character much older than Homelander? Because like, was she like, because like, how did he? Because he had this Maybe like this little, psychosexual yeah. mother uh-huh. fixation with her. Yeah, um, I thought she was going to breastfeed him at one spot uh-huh. at one point. So they, did I. I'd like, why? In I fact, said it on our last podcast, and then they did kind of like a simulation sort of. of it. Well, yeah. Why did they pull the punch on that? You know, because like I felt like this show was so transgressive. Otherwise, because uh, I think they're trying to keep her on the line of trying to tame Homelander, unless like also being sexually into it. Yeah, she can't. She can't give him everything he wants either. She right. has to, yeah, keep him on that leash. And I feel like. If she gives him everything that he desires or needs, she's going to lose him. Right. Which is probably true. So, Um, yeah, you tease him with it, right? You tell him, like, this is, this is, 
what you want. I have the power to give it to you, but I won't give it to you unless you're the the good boy that you should be. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. Do you? The other thing I wondered about Homelander is there's this concept of terrorist soups. Yeah. Do you, who engineered the terrorist soup? Is it Homelander? The, he says it. But did he do it like on the behest of the company, or did he do that he, on his own? Yeah, he's got his playbook that he's working for the same goal as the company, right? Uh, and as Elizabeth Shue, but he's got a different playbook. He's is not he, he's not going to read their lines. Yeah, he knows how to do this better than they do. I is he trying to be like the literal god emperor of mankind? Because it seems like seems that's like, like he's pushing himself to a point of supremacy, and I'm not even sure who could stop him. Yeah. I, 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 well, that's the point they're weaknesses? making, right? Like, right. your governments are powerless against these soups. Yeah, it's terrifying. What are you going to do against Homelander? Yeah, and he just melted out the brain of the only person who really could try to control him. That was fucked up. <laughs> well, and the, the... That the, whole visualization of that process was fucked up. <laughs> it was. But before we go there, the scene where he's, you know, saying that, look, I created this terror. I gave them V, uh, and they created this terrorist soup. Uh, he is like both making a request and also a threat when he says nothing happens without me, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, she's moving up to to another floor. She's still going to be his day to day contact, but he makes that point like none of this happens without me, which I, I think is a threat and and just you know sort of a request to be in on the process, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What do you think? You think Elizabeth Shue's baby is dead? Why would he save it? He probably got blown up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think Homelander could save both uh, Butcher. Did I say Homelander wrong? No, you just said it in the funny way that you say, like, Homelander? Spider-Man Spider-Man. or Superman. Homelander? Homelander. <laughs> uh, I, I think he could save them both. I just don't know why he would save that baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless but, he's got some fucked, more of a fucked up complex where now he wants to take this child as his own because mm-hmm. he lost his child. But he didn't lose his child, right? No, his, his child's, child's alive. alive. Yeah. Child, so, and he looks like he's super too. Right. Yeah. And that baby has only ever been just competition for him. Yeah. That baby's gone. That baby's yeah. done. What'd you guys think of the Jesus camp type of plot? Um, <laughs> I didn't think I, much of it. Yeah. Because I felt like that was. It felt to me as a person who used to be a religious fundamentalist myself, it felt like uh, someone who has no idea what any of that shit feels like and and uh, and and what a person what a person would what kind of emotional arc a person would go through if they were a fairly good person that plunged themselves in this milieu and it's gotten darker. I, I don't know. It felt like a like, true believer that was. Pushed to the like, edge like, by, yeah, by, is, by the rhetoric. Like, oh, God, I, why are we hating gay? Like, I yeah. felt like, I don't know, maybe it's also, if this was set in, like, the ni- 80s or 90s, I would buy that. But, like, holy shit, it's been, you know, 15, 16, like, it's, that's, that's, that, 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 that seemed like that's what bothered her, the, the anti-abortion stuff, the homophobia, and that's been mainstream christian america for a good long while or i guess should mm-hmm. say main mainstream evangelical christian life for some time yeah. um and i just like that all that all that stuff felt hollow i i didn't mind the like the mother the expectations all that stuff yeah. but like that just in that particular bit of nuance felt um almost cringy to me mm-hmm. hmm. yeah i agree 
what do you think about them all being given the serum thing and there aren't any natural soups? I think I'd- it's... I don't know. It's a weird way to almost see, like, the artificial intelligence singularity. Like, if you fuck with things that you don't quite understand and now you've made a god and you think you can control him because of what psychology you know mm-hmm. um i think it opens a lot of dramatic doors uh especially as it regards like the bigger ideas in this show like society versus government versus the soups and this corporation mm-hmm. like this brings the people more into it mm-hmm. which is what i'm interested in as well mm-hmm. do you think homelander's son has superpowers his eyes glowed red did they? I think so. When he like that's his power. He can make his eyes glow. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Well, when it first started happening, I thought Homelander's going to like. It was actually a prelude to him burning the kid's eyes out of the sock. Uh. I'm like, wow, he's going to go for a double double eye burner. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this kid's going to be a a pawn used against Homelander, right? That's a good question because I because so one of the questions I had was like, how tough is Starlight? Uh-huh. She's tough enough to take like three high-powered sniper rounds, but it it did distress her. I don't yeah. think it does a sh- shit to Homelander, right? So like, unless she can like her light powers are strong enough to like hurt him, I don't think she can do it. I don't think Queen Maeve can do it. Maybe they'll they'll pit this kid against his father. Well, I- I'm thinking even just uh, you know using psychology on him, controlling this kid, mm. uh, who Homelander no doubt is going to have some attachment to. Yeah, just doing the same thing they've been doing to Homelander. Once the spell breaks for him, then they have the kid that they can, you know, probably more easily manipulate. I don't... I feel like they can't do it now that he's discovered the secret. You mean, you think that maybe they were waiting until the kid was older to use him against him? Or also, I don't see why Butcher's wife would agree to that. No, I'm I'm more talking about, like, planting ideologies in this kid Mm. that are opposed to uh, what Homelander stands for. Or supremacist position. Yeah, yeah, just using him in that way, like a, a, a political pawn, a, you know, psychological string to attach to Homelander somehow. Mm to still kind of keep him under the thumb, even after the spell with Elizabeth Shue, weird mommy pervert (laughs) complex thing is done. Yeah. Yeah, who knows what the future is for the seven? However many of them are left. God, Um, yeah, like uh, A-Train. Because that's the thing, like when when he showed up, I'm like, oh, God, they actually might kill Starlight. Um, Because it felt like a Game of Thrones. Like, they'll just kill anybody. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because he's super, like, she's super strong with those light pulses. But how are you going to hit something that fast? And him having a heart attack, I thought was, I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, they've got, what, the deep? The deep got raped. The deep got raped. Uh-huh. That and that's right like of all the gills. fucked up shit. The thing I couldn't look at was her jamming her <laughs> jamming her fingers into his fish gills. Huh. Yeah, that was real. It was really bad. Really hard to watch. I hate that for him. I feel like he was just a complete piece of shit in the very beginning, and then they never mm-hmm. did that with him again. They went way too hard in the beginning with him. Yeah, yeah. and now he's he's supposed to be a victim, and I'm I'm conflicted about it in all of the wrong ways. Yep. Like, but is that like is he is he thing. a product of the the superhero culture? Because that's the thing. It's like I I I I get your point. He's a piece. He's established early on as a piece of shit, and the best they could do is like, oh well, you know, he was hurt and abused too. Well, they tried to make it all kind of a misunderstanding on his part too. Like, oh, you had a crush on me. What's 
what's the problem here? Yeah. And I never bought that at all. I saw him as a huge asshole. They went so hard on that in the beginning, and they're trying to play him for laughs and sympathy, and I yeah. was not into it. Yeah, I think you're. I think I, I mostly agree with you. He was the. That was the probably weakest part of the the series for me. Yeah. Uh, what did you when you said soap opery? What did you mean by that? Were you talking about the like the relationships between? Because I'm, I'm was, trying to remember. It's because there was like the you know like the thing with the the claw. What's the claw lady? Claw bone. Oh, spike claw. Yeah, pop claw. Uh, pop claw and a train. That was like very kind of weird and tor- torrid, and her like yeah, you know crushing the dude's head. And then they had. Were you talking about like um, Starlight and uh, Huey? No, I mostly like that stuff because okay, I felt like that landed pretty well, and uh, it's an, an intriguing idea. Like, what is what what would a mortal look like dating one of these soups? Yeah, I can't quite remember what what I was on about with that, other than you know the the baby appearance and all that stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, kind of like in and the 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 twist of like oh you thought it was this and right and oh and she's actually alive. You thought Marco and... was in a coma, but actually it was his evil brother, and here's Marco back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I get you. Uh, I, I'm excited to see season. I I don't know how many seasons they've got in here. Um, this felt like a really it. strong act one. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I'm real excited based on how it ended, like <sighs> having that super terrorist out there that they've created, that they've engineered. Uh, and now V seems to be kind of out in the open. Um, you know, the public, I don't think knows about it yet, but they might soon how does butcher mm-hmm. walk away like does homelander just do it as a stunt as as, as like a flex like i yeah. i've destroyed you psychologically you can't hurt me physically mm-hmm. you can't hurt me psychologically because i have no psychological weaknesses <laughs> um i I, uh-huh. I which is i guess a psychological weakness the fact that you're a psychopath is probably what's going to bring you down but I, I don't know but what, even if like he if he and his wife were to get back together now that they know that where each other are there's no way that's gonna happen yeah no it's been almost 10 years right butcher is a completely different person who's gone to some dark yeah. places Very. but the, the thing just... is is the homelander's weaknesses if i well of course i don't know if the entire world turns against him but like his his weaknesses his public perception is so far off of his reality mm-hmm. and butcher's a threat to that because you know if he's alive and he knows about this and he continues investigating to find some film footage i i feel like that it, it's a little arrogant which would be in his character for homelander to let this guy live mm-hmm. and i and also i don't know if i do i buy that that he would just do it just as like i'm gonna let you live just so you can live in pain for the rest of your life i mean he's clearly evil yeah I mean, and he's, he's an also he feels he's invulnerable mm-hmm. like has he ever been hurt not that we've seen yeah so I I think I think that's I think that's fascinating. I'm I'm curious to see how they go forward. Um, and also, you've just got this character, just so much powerful, more powerful. Like, what is his weakness? Are they going to ever establish that? Mm-hmm. Uh, we know he can't see through what was it zinc? Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he's got a, like some kind of krypton. Get your get your pennies out, start melting them down. <laughs> yeah, create those do, zinc. Do you think Iron he's going to have like some kind? Because he's almost stronger than Superman. Because Superman, yeah. you always had krypton kryptonite you could take him down with. Yeah, what's this if, guy's kryptonite? Rogue, yeah. Elizabeth Shue's breasts. I wonder if they'll, because like, the other thing I'm interested in is uh, what's the, the, the Batman analog, the uh, Obsidian oh, Knight the or something? Noir? Yeah, Black Noir. Black Noir, yeah, I think. If Because if, if they're going like with this uh, kind of like um, dark version of Super Friends, one of the canonical things about Batman and Superman is Superman trusts Bruce 
with a vial of kryptonite in case he ever goes like rogue, hmm. he expects uh, or is mind controlled by an alien and is going to destroy the earth or whatever. Like it's, it's Batman's job to take Superman down. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't see Homelander doing that with black noir, no. but like maybe that's the thing. Cause like, I don't, is black noir a bad guy? I mean, the only thing we saw him do bad is trying to hunt down the girl who seemed from an outside perspective as being pretty bad herself. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Uh, I wouldn't label him evil yet. No, at worst he's an antihero, like on the in the vein of like a like a maybe amoral, but for a a, a amoral in the pursuit of uh, some kind of societal justice type of like a Punisher type. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that like since we don't know anything about him, I think he's the most fascinating character because <laughs> what if he is like a super smart like Batman type and he is. He is basically good, and and if he finds out about the shit the Homelanders got up to, that he's horrified, and he has figured out some kind of solution. Because mm-hmm. uh, like the thing is, the boys just don't have enough juice to go against Homelander. Yeah, no, they don't. Yeah, they're gonna get V though. Yeah, pretty soon Huey's gonna be superpower. You think so? You think that's what the Carl Urban's eyes are gonna glow? Because that's yeah. the other solution is you got V. If anyone can be super, then yeah, get the boys going and see where see where that goes. It's a huge risk though because you could end up with superpowers that are just kind of useless, uh-huh. like the deep. Well, plus it seems like it's very uh, also like that this goes bad a lot of times too. Maybe mm-hmm. that like you give sometimes this this stuff goes wrong, and, I and did... you can get addicted to it and overdose yeah. on it and all those kinds of things. Yeah, I did love Butcher using. Was that from the previous segment where where Butcher? Was using the baby as the laser like, baby, like yeah. the laser gun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. That was good. Uh, there's a lot of those great moments, and mm-hmm. just uh, the violence of like Homelander landing in that terrorist cell and just eye lasering everyone, just Ooh. casually walking around, just bisecting, bisecting, head exploding. These people just explode too. Yeah. Man, they never do eye lasers right. I've never seen a show do eye lasers correctly. Because they always kind of drifted across the room. Mm-hmm. Nobody's eyes work like that. No. If if I look from you to Cecily, it takes about a tenth of a second, and that beam yeah, should just right. jump to you. You couldn't, you couldn't sweep. Yeah. You, couldn't you sweep. wouldn't sweep. It would, it you would could just sweep lock. like... It, it, it'd almost be I more terrifying. I can sweep my eyes, but... But it's still... No, you don't. I can watch your eyes are actually jumping yeah. like at 10 degree increments. Right, yeah. right. Your brain But what should out. happen is it goes from you, and it just jumps to someone else it should look like a terrifying else. point defense laser yes. system yes. that would actually be it'd be so much more terrifying yeah because it's just like there's no dodging that like if i can look at you i can kill you that's yeah and i do uh-huh that's yeah that's uh that's a good point a very good point uh i would like to see that that would actually be more horrifying yeah maybe brightburn gets it right uh, anything else we want to talk about? Home? No. no, not Homelander. The boys. I feel like it should be <laughs> Homelander. It's clearly uh, his show. Clearly, right. he's the Anthony Star. So fucking good. He's got that so way good. that because you know, he's an antihero and and Banshee, but he's a good guy. But he's got that same way of like smiling without it touching his eyes at all. Mm. It's like the way a shark would smile. Yeah. Um, and he's just clearly very charismatic, but just full blown fucking crazy evil. He's He's amazing. I'm so glad he get, he he found this to land. Yeah. No pun intended. Uh, after after Banshee. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, Cecily and I are going to now kick Jim out of the studio, and we're going to throw down for like 30 minutes or so on the present and future of Hulu's Harlots. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Cecily, it's time to talk about final season. Oh, wait. The latest season of Harlots. Season three that just wrapped up this week. It's mm-hmm. uh, been we're, we're a couple days delayed because we had an equipment malfunction at the home studio. Uh, let's talk about our thoughts first on the episode then on the season as a whole, and then we can talk about the future of Harlots. Okay. Uh, what did you think of this? Uh, we, we came into this episode thinking that they'd have to do a lot of heavy lifting to kind of like put things on the right track. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel like that they accomplished that goal? Uh, did they come close to accomplishing? Like what did, did they, did they have any good fan service? What's, what's your, what's your read? I think so. I like it. I liked it. It's action packed. <laughs> There's always all kinds of things going on. And as far as them getting it back on track, I, I certainly think so. I like disagree. Well, I mean, I liked where it ended up roughly. Um, it's just that I felt like this episode was kind of indicative of the later half of the season where it felt like everything was rushed. Nothing made sense. We're just going to move these characters around and have them do these go through these crazy arcs and, you know, OK, which might be fine, because, again, I don't know how much control they had over the chaos that apparently was this season. I'm looking forward to seeing, like, you know, if there's any postmortems or something to see, like, if they're like if the Jessica Brown, Finley Brown thing was like really super unplanned or. You she's know, actually like, alive for next season. <laughs> she's actually alive for next season. Um, Dug herself out of her grave. I mean, what what kinds of stories do you think they could continue to tell? Well, that's the thing, because the Wells girls who were the core of this plot are largely no more. Like, I don't know what kind of plausible excuse they can get to keep bringing uh, Margaret back overseas. Um, and it's just going to like, even if they do, it's going to be increasingly ridiculous seeing her kind of traipsing around London, uh, you know, like a two time wanted criminal. Um, right. and, and Lucy, I don't, never thought she, her arc was ready for her to like, Charlotte was ready to assume command, mm-hmm. you know, Lucy is just really fucking not Lucy's the type of woman. I mean, I guess she does have that Margaret impetuousness where she'll just show up uninvited to a croquet match or a cricket match. Yeah. Uh, Boast that she can beat any man there, get tagged out at first, and then like, (laughs) oh, fuck, I got no plan. I guess I'm going to debtor's prison. I I, I don't know. There's just a lot of crazy shit. Like, Blaine apparently is just a governor. Like, his one task to get, it's like a MMO quest. His one task to become a governor was just find a prince, a suitable whore, a tractable whore. Right, that's that's all you need to to get ahead, and there's only one. They're very rare. Yeah, in a city that's like eighty percent of their workforce is prostitution. Good thing, good thing, (laughs) yeah, good thing. One of uh. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Only 1% of the women in in London are employed, but 90% of them are harlots. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, the GDP is gross domestic pussy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not gross and disgusting, but that's how they they, they measured pussy by the ton. Yeah. Like, do you, would you would you would you like a gross of pussy, sir? A gross of domestic, <laughs> or would you like to some foreign? We have some French pussy. Um, so yeah, I, I I just like I I don't know. There's there, but there's a lot of really good feel good feel good moments, you know. Yeah. Um, Cherry and uh, Fanny. Yeah. Cherry and Fanny. I love it. That's what, so, so I guess that's the, the the question we'll ask at the end. Like, would we be interested in essentially a Harlots with the B cast? You know. Ooh. So, like, think think that over. Um, what, let's let's talk about the stuff that I don't know. You just want to talk about the episode and and yeah, uh, that's period. What we're doing. I mean, one of the problems is that I have. They told and not showed a lot of the relationships, and I think most of this was indicative with Emily Lacey uh, and Hal's relationship, that she's always been a character who's kind of like sat on the fence, which that gets, that's a hard arc. It's like, um, God, who was the terrible, the awful governess that always conspired with Thomas and Downton Abbey? Oh, oh. Do you, do you know how like know you know how about. she was? Uh, they were always kind of like running their schemes and stuff. But like after two or three seasons, that got tired, and they had to pick a side um, and kind of redeem themselves and move on to other houses. And I feel like Emily Lacey, they just kept like, oh, she's just so fun because she just flits back and forth across the battle lines. But like the final thirty minutes of this episode, where like after Hal had locked her in. Which was like, you know, that was like a deeply scarring thing to happen to her at uh, Quigley's house mm-hmm. in the first season. Right. They're actually having this kind of Romeo and Juliet thing from the window and she's conflicted and torn and... Yeah, I don't understand and, and, that. Emily Lacey And who the fuck seems... is Hal again? Right, exactly. She always seems like someone who sat on the fence because that was the smartest place to be in the first few seasons, I think. Yeah. Um, Because she always does what's smartest for her. Yeah. This doesn't seem smart for her at all. Yeah. I would like to see... I, the B-cast I would watch would uh-huh. be uh, Margaret Wells and Emily Lacey tilling the land in America <laughs> and doing, getting up to whatever American hijinks they uh-huh. want to get up to. Yeah. That'd be fun, but not this. This isn't the Emily Lacey we know. I Yeah, I mean, I just thought... It's like, and then every character that she talked to, interacted with, every main character was like, hey, you know, you can't keep fucking us like this, or you you, you burnt us once, but, you know, twice shy, but they always continue to help her and give her safe passage and all that stuff. But the, the big the big problem is they, we came in this, this uh, we came in this season with her and Hal in this kind of relationship already fully formed. Hal is the B plot in his own B plot. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. Like, Isaac was the pincher that we gave a shit about, and he lasted, like, one episode longer than Charlotte did. Right, the Wells girl we actually cared about. (laughs) Yeah, so they got this crazy guy who I thought was the principled one between, but then it turns out he's the real lunatic, so Isaac was the... Like, who was the brains and the the steady hand at this ship? It seems like neither of these gentlemen were, so how the hell did they get to... I don't know. This whole season, I've not been like super enthused about the how and emily had been very invested in it but then the whole like there's it felt like that scene where he was out in the street and nancy's like you're a fucking idiot 
And she looked back at the Hal and he's like, but I love you. We were going to get married. And she looked back and like Fanny's like, you're a fucking idiot. And, you know, Hal's down there like, please, baby, please. I got I, I got the papers for the tavern. And she looks back and the ghost of fucking Charlotte's like, you're a fucking idiot. And like, <laughs> oh, my God, cut. I'm done. You know, we're done right. with the scene. Right. It does seem like a waste. They they have a really prime spot. The mm-hmm. Pinchers bar mm-hmm. bar and whorehousery. Mm hmm. That's a that's a great position. I would like to see I would like to see the Cherry and Fanny Empire expand. Huh? Nancy get back in the game? Oh, Nancy is Nancy, a bloodborne barkeep. Nancy does need to get back into yeah, she's an NPC in a new bloodborne quest. <laughs> I love Nancy. She continues to be my favorite. I've hunted the beasts that are men for <laughs> decades now. It's your turn. Take my hat and my butch stick. Uh the doll standing outside. It's it was perfect. Yeah, oh yeah. She, yeah. Um, so pimp that doll out. I no one knows what we're talking about because the the I feel like the audience of Harlots is audience a of- completely distinctly set from the audience. You're the one. You're the one exception that's a fan of both. Uh, You're Harlots the one and exception. Oh, that's true. Both of us. That's true. I think I just uh, uncovered some uh, casual sexism in myself. <laughs> Time to get back to rooting and stamping. Uh, <laughs> so another another. Another uh, plot line that I thought was almost laughably rushed is like this whole season's been a quest to reunite with Sophia, right? Yeah. This one episode. So the thing, the, in, the, the impetus of this was Lady Fit stealing the baby last episode. And yes. I, I still think it's hilarious how the footmen were like, oh, right this way, my lady, take the Lord's buddy. And the, the, the nanny just hands it over and smiles as she's stealing the baby. Right. It's just that fucking easy. And then this powerful guy has been able to like... He had the power to commit his sister to Bedlam last year. Uh, you know what? He doesn't have the power to get into a house that he owns because her lady, her his sister's men have been instructed to bar the door. And they can't even do that because he barges into the house. But right. uh, in this episode, they find Sophia. She has been completely brainwashed against Lady Fitz. And then she finds out in like 15 minutes later that like, oh, you tried to have me sold. I'm completely against this now. Just just this 180 degree pulled emergency brake hairpin turn on this plot. And it's all resolved. Nice and neat in a bow. Yep. Yeah, that happened. I guess I would have liked to have seen something better for Lady Fitz. Mm-hmm. She has this very triumphant moment at the end of last season, and then they just take everything away from her mm-hmm. for really no great reason we've come to find out but no then she gets it all back. She's like the job of this show because she gets it all back, plus she's now got a house full of harlots and bastards, and she's Broken running this thing. which great I mean the world needed a hell of a lot more of it. The world could use more of that charity right now, <laughs> but it's weird that her arc this season was just her coming into a room doing a 360 and then continuing into the room there there does this whole eight episode arc doesn't didn't really um she lost charlotte but there was like maybe one line of dialogue that talked about that she maybe started a relationship with nancy but then Mm -hmm. she kind of backed away from it i don't fucking know yeah we'll see i don't know um, I did like William North, you know, rescuing all of the uh, kidnapped slaves or kidnapped former slaves. Yes, that was really nice. That's a cr- But it's again, it was I mean, 
it felt like it was less cleverness and investigation than random people telling them facts and then him showing up at the right place and stopped it. It was like, um, I did think it was like, a, despite a, this being kind of artificial, I, when Harriet and like, uh, is it Fancy Jack? J- Jack? Jack Fan- Lively. Fancy- Jack Lively. Um, fancy Jack fancy Lively. Jack. Well, one of them was like a fancy something or J- Lightning Jack. Was it Lightning Jack Lively? And the other guy was Fancy John Ladd. Okay. Uh, It was a moment because they were like, you know, when they're hearing these people at the door and they're like getting up. And I think they were going to go out in the blaze of glory. And then the door burst open. It's fucking William North standing there. Yes. I mean, how can you not get caught up? So exciting. Um, Why did Hal need to be a part of this plot? Just so you know, he's a that he's not just a misogynist. He's not just a potential accidental murderer. He's a fucking race traitor, too. Uh. Oh, I was going to say the slave trader was the problem. <laughs> well, I mean, no, slave I'm saying a traitor, yeah, a I race know. trader, and slave trader, the, yes. The slavery was, the, and was he, the bigger problem, I think. That, 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 that uh, I mean, they're just paint, they just go from, he was the noble brother, so he is the lowest of the low. And uh-huh. I don't, I don't, I don't know. This, this again, has felt like they were writing one episode ahead of what they were shooting. If you're going to make it that convenient... Why Why not just do it throughout all of the episodes? Mm. It just happens now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we still want Hal and Emily together in the end, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to believe that. Uh, another thing that I did not like is, did you know that you can stab a Marcus who has just recently been appointed by the fucking king for his he- his his gross domestic pussy... Uh, and now he's a governor. You can just you, two harlots can just stab him, and as long as the rookie justice is cool with it, everything is okay. There will be no investigation. There'll be no harumphing in parliament. There'll be no one swinging from gal. It's like it's just that easy. At any time, Quigley could have just stabbed the dude. <laughs> so easy. It would have been so easy. Any yeah. of those times that she had those girls murdered in cold blood, she could have just waited until he came in the room, stabbed him to death, and it would have been over. Well, no. Once they broke out of Bedlam, they never could quite get that locked back down. Mm. So that's why there's no threats or consequences here. Gotcha. After they broke out, it was like, oh, we're not touching it's that It's one of those one. things like when you're sentenced to hanging by like in the old days and like the rope broke, they're like, well, fuck, God don't want you hung. If you are in Bedlam and then you get out, it's like, well, you know, you're smart enough to get out of Bedlam. So craziness cured. You earned it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also, wasn't Lady Quigley losing her mind? Or, or, like, they had this whole plot where she was doing warlock shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. Witch shit. Witch shit. Uh, didn't want to misgender her source, sorceress ways. sexism from you. I know. I, root and stamp. Root and stamp. <laughs> I got to get back to it. I've gotten lazy. Gotten lazy. Uh, the, the price of, I don't know, male feminism is eternal vigilance <laughs> against your sexist shithole ways. Um, I, I, I that, that was a thing, right? That uh, certainly was a she thing. She was conjuring black magic and losing her mind, hearing voices, seeing Charles, like visions of him. Yes. And that's all he, she's just, she just redeemed herself. She killed, yep. she killed the head Spartan. Uh, none of the other Spartans are going to come back looking for revenge. Never. I mean, that, yep. that, that, that might be season four, uh, to be fair. Um, and then you've got the other crowd-pleasing moment, which, again, I liked, is, like, Fredo, uh, he was in love with, um, not Knox, Croft. Croft. Uh, and then he got a little bit carried away and got a little bit too public um, and got Croft in some blackmailing hot water. And they had a falling out. 
and then the number two Molly boy turns out has been in love with Fredo the entire season. Oh, and Fredo good. is like only too happy to just like be totally in love with him in like a 30 second scene. And then they get arrested. And it's just the whole thing is just so Justice Knox can come in and be like, I am not ready to hang two gay boys when there's a guy like Marcus playing out in the streets, which fair enough. Right. But it's like that's it's it's so weird to see this much plot like unveil in such a fast time like the the raid happened they they fall in love they get raided they get thrown in jail they get released in the span of like 15 minutes yes and the magistrate he's just what who is he besides just like a a key for everyone else in the story, all of these characters. Oh, he's he's what? What do you need? He's a he's a social justice crusader. He's a lover of harlots. He's, <laughs> do you need uh, Kate to have some sort of conflict between whether or not she wants to be with this king? Oh, throw him in there. Does he need to save this person? Throw him in there. Mm-hmm. Um, does he need to go get Vanessa from Penny Dreadful? <laughs> oh, yeah. He'll be there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and then at the end, Hal gets pressed into the Navy, so he doesn't really get... He, I guess he's going to do hard time in the Navy, which I think is what... Was he a soldier or a sailor before? I don't know. And I, I don't know exactly how this is supposed to work, because was he charged with a crime? Did Emily accuse him of a crime, and he was charged with it, convicted of it, and then he's doing an impressment for... Um, like he's being pressed in the Navy as, as a punishment, as a diversion of punishment. Is she just saying, like, in lieu of me turning you into the cops uh, and to the justices, I enrolled you into the Navy? In which case, I think he could get out of it. Like, you know, if he's like a volunteer, he could just like get to the boat and be like, no, I changed my mind. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. So he's still out there, still out there in the Harlots universe. Just, he's going to be a pirate now. Ooh, pirate Hal Pincher. Yeah. The dread pirate Pincher. <laughs> There's lots of people to knock off the side of the boat. He'll be really happy there. Yeah. So, like, uh, I, I don't know. I was kind of surprised to hear you say that you like this episode. I, jo- I do like the kind of final shape of this show. We didn't talk about uh, Elizabeth Harley. Uh, Harvey. Harvey. She's got, <laughs> but that's not even her name because, like, doesn't she? She comes out as her original name, her actual yeah. true name to William North at the end of this episode, which I didn't understand the significance of that either. But, um, so you got in the final state of board, you got Quigley and Lucy running Golden Square. Yeah. In, oh, we didn't even a, talk about Anne Pettifer. Anne Pettifer. Oh. She got fucked up. Yeah. So she sold her baby and then got her face slashed. Which, also, why did she get her face slashed? Because. Like, what was the what was the story point? Like, I feel like everyone that saw her face get slashed knew that Marcus of Blaine was a fucking asshole. Right. So it didn't do anything to convince Sophia, because Sophia was convinced entirely by her lover saying, oh, yeah, he told me to sell you. Um, so I, I don't know why she got slashed other than fuck Ann Pettifer. She just wants to be with her baby. What? Because she told on Charlotte once? She deserves yeah. all of this? I don't even remember what it is that I'm supposed to be feeling about. Plus, I just, I, ne- I, I just don't buy that Lady Quigley would be able to talk her into selling her baby. No. Like, she was a committed mother and desperately loved that child and 
that was her story and she had a way to like it so quickly comes up so you'll never get away from lord blaine he's super weak to steak knives and i'm going to kill him in 15 minutes with no expectation of consequences but you'll never be able to escape him child and she's just like okay five minutes later here's my baby Thir- five seconds later my face is slashed so okay, imagine if it had been played out a different way uh-huh. if her face has gotten slashed first mm-hmm. and then she sold her baby and as a desperate thing because she figured without her look she couldn't make money anymore mm-hmm. that i guess i'd kind of believe that a little bit yeah more. or that's like or maybe that was like a warning like not only have i ruined your career but uh, i'll give you a thousand pounds which is a lifetimes of earnings for a yeah I, I don't, yeah but again if they 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 literally the the script was ripped out of their hands by the director because he was three days late shooting <laughs> uh and uh that's that's what we got all right um so the we've got we got those two over there we've got elizabeth harvey and william north running margaret's old house right is it margaret's old house no 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 they're what are they doing because that's you're right fanny and cherry house right but harriet oh yeah 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 i guess that's right so they're running a little bit. Why isn't that a demotion for Harriet, or is Harriet retiring with Jack and her, her children? I thought that's what she would do. Okay, but it, I don't know because they got married, so she's retired. They're, she, they flipped the keys of that place to William North and, and Elizabeth. Okay, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got Fanny Lucy. and Cherry running the old Wells joint. Yes, and potentially Nancy is there. And Nancy is somewhere in that triad. Uh, are is that is that in is is this interesting enough bones to build a season four on? No, no, no. Because the other thing was... I've heard is that Emily. Uh, I heard I saw an interview with the actress that plays Emily Lacey, and I guess she's got another full time gig at a job. She's already cut her hair. She's dyed it like a dark brown color oh wow or she's not dyed her hair blah, or whatever <laughs> um so it's like i i think you can count emily lacy out too oh bummer um, no see i got really excited when they were when they almost burned down the wells house early mm-hmm. on in the season because mm-hmm. i was like oh well this is something new they're gonna switch it up and give us a different location or mm-hmm. this means for sure they all got to go to america yeah but they undid that it's fine from the fire and everyone's still in the same place uh, you, I think Ch- Cherry and Fanny are really cute together, but sure. just in their part scenes, they don't mm-hmm. have a whole show in them. Yeah, I think that this plot. When I was watching this episode, I'm like, um, "Oh shit!" Uh, like ten minutes in, it's like this is moving so fast and things are resolving so quickly that they are just going to wrap up the series, and then. When I was like 30 minutes into it, I'm like, oh, actually what they're doing is they're trying to desperately reset this show to like essentially this, the, the state of that at the end of season one. Try to re like Quigley's going to be the arch villain and the remaining Wells uh, faction are going to be allied against her and she's going to be the new dark queen and the Spartans are going to be like these this pinchers were just kind of like a, uh, a one season distraction and it's going to be the Quigley Spartan Alliance. And then we got the last five minutes of the episode, and I'm like, no, they're wrapping this show up. Like, if Hulu renews them, I'm sure they will come up with a season four. But this, 
the the the, the wrap up scene felt like a, a series wrap. It reminded me a lot of like um, the last season of Penny Dreadful, where the first four episodes felt like a typical Penny Dreadful season, and there's some really good stuff there. But then it's like shit. We're our show's canceled. Uh, let's go ahead and do the Dracula in game. Because I felt like the Spartans undoing the Spartans was like the 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 big boss of this series, and they cleared the mini boss and destroyed the head of the Spartans all in the same like fifteen minute stretch of an episode. I don't know what else there is to do. There are no clear antagonists left. Yeah, all the prisoners in Bedlam are freed. There's uh, Lucy and Lydia being together is drinking maybe poison maybe claret. Poison. I, I love that the fact that like. Uh, um, you know, she poisoned her or drugged her, roofied her. And then the end of the episode, they're sharing a glass of wine. And like, I thought they would give Lucy like maybe a, 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 a skew look like, Oh, what about this glass? But no, she just, she starts gulping it. Yeah. Um, but they're allies in, in e- even more of a way than, uh, uh, like Charlotte and, and her were in season two. Right. Cause they're, they're more equals where, Lydia and Charlotte was like a mother daughter type of thing. They and the, they both have the, they both share the same life ending secret. Right. So there's no like one up on blackmail or anything mm-hmm. like that and it did feel like that kind of lady Quigley, Lydia Quigley, I don't know why I keep saying lady. L- Lydia Quigley uh redeemed herself in the blood of the Marcus. Yeah. The Marchrist. <laughs> washed away. No. Washed away all her sins. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, it does. Praise Blaine. I'm surprised they didn't do this sooner because it does seem like it does seem like Lucy is kind of what you'd imagine a younger Lydia to be like. Hmm. I think she's Lydia or Lucy is more like Lydia than Charlotte and Margaret were. Yeah. Or like she's also kind of the Nancy type or she kind of might hate men. Right. You know, like, I fuck this, fuck sex, fuck intimacy. I just, this is purely mercantile. We're like, Charlotte and Margaret obviously uh, did love men, despite all the, the shit that they've been through. They, 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 they demonstrate this by shacking up with men who are just busy rooting and stamping all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Almost to an anachronistic degree for, for 18th century. Root, rooting and stamping. Almost. Rooting and stamping. Uh, <laughs> what else? So, so what's your? That's my feeling. I think that we are going to hear in a couple of weeks. I guess they 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 just we're just not going to renew Harlots. Um, I I am curious to see what this creative team does next because I think I don't really blame anyone for what happened this season. I think they were dealt like this isn't a Walking Dead situation where they were dealt like a winning hand and they just kept on fucking losing. I felt like they were dealt a really bad hand and I'm kind of sort of impressed with their ability to put a plausible roadmap for season four together. And, you know, maybe with a wing and a prayer, Hulu will renew them. Um, But I just don't, I just don't think it's, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. It seems like this is a, this is a fine ending. If this is all we get. Mm Mm-hmm. This is the best ending you can get from Charlotte dying unexpectedly in the middle of the season. Right. Because she's fucking off uh, to go to another show. Um, so, yeah. But you're, you're, you're with me. You don't think there'll be a season four? I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, you'd, you'd have to bring on someone like... 
a shot in the arm like Liv Tyler was. Another Liv Tyler? Right. Another new, or, you know, <laughs> or what's his name? Alfie Allen. What they get? But just don't, like, kill him immediately. <laughs> what was the, what was the Quigley's kind of mom figure? Oh, the yeah. Choked on a fishbone, lady choked on a fishbone. Yeah. You get Dame Judy Dench to play her previously unmentioned older sister who doesn't bring, buy this fishbone nonsense and is going to contest the will and bring she'll... Nancy's mom or sister or aunt all or of someone them. all of them <laughs> someone she never talks about cuz she's got such a she's got such a hard relationship with and that person comes in to shake things up yeah. there you go that's I, a show I want I'm a Fox Force 5 of elderly yes! former harlots that are yes. that are that that got that are now in high position then they're they're done with this lady Fitz being their shield and they're done with this Quigley you know trying to redeem herself and they're going to harumph and they're going to they're going to murder and slay nailed it that we got the the lady spartans what would be the the uh the amazonians ooh the secret society of Amazonians that is entirely populated by elderly former harlots who swindled their way into being kept women, murdered their m- masters, and S- yeah, sirens. Sirens would be more. I-, I like that name better. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. No, plus, it alliterates with Spartans, right. the Spartans and sirens. Yeah. So they're not having it. It's that's in the same region and time period. That's season four. They will sing you in and draw you to your death. We're not a part of the Screenwriters Guild, but we, we will work for scale. You can have all these ideas yeah. for free. <laughs> I have proof that I gave them to you, but I mean, just, yeah, think about it. Hulu. The other think season four is uh, mashup with Penny Dreadful. Yes. And uh, Frankenstein uh, resurrects Charlotte Wells after her new television series flops. And then we just go back. It's like the, there's the one season spooky crossover of Pity Dreadful. <laughs> and then we just go back to business as usual. Season five. Season five. It's all better now is the tagline. Or they could do a crossover with Nancy uh, uh-huh. going into The Witcher. Oh, huh? Huh? yeah. Mixed the, the, the blood starved beast with The, the Witcher. <laughs> all of these free ideas. So, and, it, have it, them. and also the, the, the track is laid with Lady Quigley doing her witch stuff. Yes. Hello. Why has no one thought of this yet? She's the witchest. The witch. <laughs> you got witch, witcher, witchest. witchest. Harlot season five, witchest. Uh, you heard uh, here, folks. We're uh, here. Okay. We're... Well, do you if have anything it comes else? back, we'll be talking about it. We sure will. I mean, but, we got uh, Bald New TV. What else we're going to do with it? That's it. That's all we got. That's uh, it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm sorry. We. I feel like we bummed out another season. One of these days. We're gonna use our powers for good. Maybe we killed another season of television. Maybe we can we we can we can do an American Horror Story. It's That's coming the... back mid September. Oh yeah, we'll sure. Be they've that. already been renewed for two seasons, but I believe in the power of us. Yes, I believe in the power of us. It uh, can always be undone. <laughs> we got and, and and honestly, guys, we've got so much stuff coming down the pike between now and December. We're gonna have full coverage of The Watchmen. Uh, we're gonna be talking about his uh, Dark Materials uh, series. We've got um, The Mandalorian coming out. Uh, the Deuce is coming back. American Horror Story. There's going to be more bald move that you can shake a stick at. Cecily's going to be joining us, not just for American Horror Story, but some other shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, obviously, she's going to be a fixture on Bald Move TV. But that's that's it for us for right now. If you got feedback, you can send it in to TV at baldmove.com. Please join us with your fellow fans on forums 
dotbaldmove.com. There's a there's a harlot's thread right there. You can you can get in and and the the venture spleen about the harlotry going on. Uh, and follow us uh, on all social media you care to follow us uh, at Bald Move everywhere, everywhere, everywhere.com slash Bald Move. <laughs> <laughs> and until the next debacle, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.